Welcome to Dr. Jeffrey Ross, Looking Good and Feeling Great podcast, live from Las Vegas, with his co-host, Daryl Craig Harris. All right, we're back. This is Dr. Jeffrey Roth, your board-certified plastic surgeon in Las Vegas, Nevada. And here we are at it again. It's crazy. And we actually, we should say that we just reached 100,000 downloads. It's just very exciting. It's very exciting. So thank you guys very, very much for downloading this and telling your friends. And even if you're leaving it uh, on for the dogs to listen to <laughs> during the daytime, we'll take it. So, And, if you, and honestly, if you have uh, things that you want to hear on this program, please let us know uh, because we love questions and we love answering stuff. So please uh, go ahead and contact us and, uh, and we'll get it on there for you. Yeah, it's important, I think, to keep in touch with what people want to hear. And we try to stay topical, but there's always other questions that we, we come. Right. Have come. We, we, we drift a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> that's so okay. it's all good. It's all right. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about today um, was protecting your investment, which is basically post-surgical, having your procedures, how are you going to you know, protect what you, what you spent all that money on. Right. Um, let's talk about that. Sure. I, I look at it really as, as you say, an investment, especially here in Las Vegas, that is the glitz and glamour. And often these folks that are on the red carpets or that you would see on billboards, and we take care of a lot of those folks, but we also take a layer, take care of a lot of uh, soccer moms and quote unquote regular folks too. But the whole idea is, is if you're going to make this commitment, uh, make the commitment so that you get your best result. And I say in our rooms all the time, I say, you have to get your universe ready for what we're doing here. So uh, in other words, make sure you have enough time off of work, make sure that you have grandma come in and, and take care of the baby, make sure you have all that together and get your ducks lined up in a row so as to get the best result possible. Right. And so when you're um, initially meeting with a patient or potential patient, is that that's probably a big part of what you talk about. I mean, just to have the, because you want the best outcome, of course. Sure. Now, some guys will go ahead and gals will go ahead and see patients every seven minutes. And okay, I've never been that guy. Right. Uh, much to the chagrin of my office manager. Yeah, I've, and, I've, and, I've been involved, yes, actually, a couple so. of your consults, which I, but I, what I really liked about it was you really listen and you take a time to, to, like you said, some of the doctors, I think maybe they just kind of shuffle. Yeah, everybody sets up their practice differently and they get good right. results and, and, and all that. And that's fine. Uh, we kind of have a quote-unquote boutique practice. I guess that's the, the word uh, nowadays, or bespoke uh, practice. <laughs> uh, I've been doing the same stuff for really a couple of decades on yeah. now. So, but basically, this is what I, I, I want to hear. Okay, well, Doc, I want X, but I kind of want to dig into a little bit of the, of the why do we want X. Because that helps me uh, a lot, whether it is uh, somebody who wants their body back after three uh, kids, or if it's uh, uh, somebody who is you know new to, new to town and basically... Uh, you know, wants a job as a, a server, or cocktail waitress, you know, pool VIP hostess, that kind of thing. So it, it really sort of, you know, depends on what you have going on. And so we take a lot of that into consideration. And oftentimes we'll tell people, hey, you know, you're not ready yet. And the, and the universe will tell you that too, not to get metaphysical. But <laughs> basically is, is we've had people come in um, seven years after the first consult, six years, five years. And they say, well, doc, I got a divorce. Now I have two kids, blah, blah, blah. And I, I it's a good thing I didn't do it then. Right. And I'm ready now and let's do X, Y, and Z. And, and I think that, you know, that would give us a better result now uh, a day. So, so again, we try to go ahead and get into all of that and set them up for success. Um, so for me, uh, things have to be, it's elective surgery, right? So we have the luxury of time. Okay. Right, so exactly. a gunshot wound to the chest, uh, you got to move. Okay. A cancer, you got to move. So us, two things. It's got to be safe. Okay. Now 
we have to provide a safe space, a, a, um, a safe place to have it done, which is why we go to a certified surgery center. We bring a board-certified anesthesiologist with us who is with them the entire time, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they have to be safe as well. You know, we're talking about uh, smokers. We're talking about uh, people that uh, have Schedule two narcotic issues. We're talking about people that, uh, oh, by the way, they put me on a blood thinner because I threw a clot last week. So we have to make sure that the patient's safe. Uh, and then it has to be effective. I have to be able to go ahead, take a look at the patient and say, hey, I'm going to go to the operating room and I'm going to change this and you're going to like it. Uh, and if I can't afford that uh, change, then I would say, hey, you know, this isn't going to work or I'm not your guy. Right, because they're making a big commitment. Yeah, and I tell uh, basically every patient, okay, this is a year thing you're signing up for. Because, again, on the you know, internet or, or whatever, they think that they can drive through on a Friday and be back at work, you know, on Monday. And the answer mm-hmm. is, well, the body doesn't work that way. Wish it did, and I wish I had a magic wand for things to heal up faster, and they're working on that. Um, but you don't. I mean, one of the things that I say is, is you can just tell by an incision. And what I mean by that is incisions typically look the most red and most raised at about four months, mm. months. Uh, and uh, they usually look nicer uh, at about 10 months. Why? It's because the collagen is disorganized at four months uh, and heaped up, and then it smooths itself out over 10 months. But for most of our operations, we operate on the inside as well as the outside, meaning we make a small incision to put a breast augmentation uh, device in. We make a, a incision but then uh, for our uh, tummy tucks, but then we're also putting the muscles back together, we're taking tissue out, et cetera. So it's not just the incision that you see on the outside, that's kind of the tip of the iceberg, but really there is healing going on within as well. And so that goes along with time. And we see people a lot and we'll tell them, okay, you know, now you can uh, walk around your neighborhood without your dog. And now you can do three-pound weights. Now you can X, Y, and Z. And we take care of a lot of athletes. I know you know that, and any listener of mine knows that. Um, and we've had three of our patients uh, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and they always want to go back too fast. Right, and we were talking actually just the other day about this, the scarring. Do you, do you find people have a misconception about how quickly scars are going to heal? Is sure. that one of the big concerns when you're talking? Well, about? we're always talking about scars. As plastic surgeons, uh, we still make incisions. We still make scars. And uh, we're not wizards, although some people think that, I think. But basically, is, is from an incision-making uh, point or a scar point, we try our best to hide them in places that people uh, would normally expect a change. For example, uh, around the areola, around the nipple areola complex, uh, there's a shift between dark and light. And so you can put an incision there because people expect to see a shift. Uh, sure. Or in the inframammary fold where there's already a crease, and so you hide them in a crease. One of the nice incision lines that we plastic surgeons like to do is um, when you do eyelid surgery because you actually hide it in the crease that people normally have. So that's really sort of nice. So. Right. So that's kind of the whole game plan, coming up with a, a game plan that's going to work for the patient's lifestyle. And if you have a young mother that wants to get a tummy tuck and wants to get a mommy makeover, maybe it's not the right time. They're dealing with their children, their sure. young children. Well, it happens all the time. And that's okay to do, you know, right. and, and you just can't deadlift the kid out of the crib for a few weeks, but they can kind of hang out with mommy and right. we, and, uh, and you know, fur babies count too. Okay. As far as <laughs> exactly. that goes, because the, the dog, you'll say, Hey, mommy's hurt. Let me, you know, cuddle. Right. And that's okay. But you got to kind of have some parameters about that. And again, just kind of make it, oh, people aware that they have to set up their life so they can go ahead and get the, the best result. And, right. and if that means, um, uh, giving up smoking, uh, and vaping and all that, if that means, 
um, going ahead and getting off some things that'll create uh, blood thinning. Um, all those which sorts of things. Which is a big issue. Which is a big issue. That's sure. why I take an herbal history uh, all the time. And I learned this the hard way, like most of the stuff I learned, uh, back up at UCSF where, um, you know, it's Northern California and people are very, you know, uh, into, you know, herbs and this and that. And we would be doing these cases and these folks would be kind of bleeding, kind of oozing from everywhere. I'm like, man, is this something going on? Do we have to get hematology it's involved? Like, well, I'm not taking prescription, but well, I am taking all no, these supplements. Right? It t- well, two <laughs> things. One is, is you finally wake them up and things are fine. And, and they say, oh, yeah, no, I ate a bushel of St. John's wort that I grew in my backyard. And you're like, well, yeah, no. Uh, or the Asian population, and again, in San Francisco back then, one-third of the town was Asian. And so many of them went to, to their traditional uh, medicine uh, doctor herbal, down herbal in, medicine. Right, in, yeah. in Chinatown. And, uh, and, it, and sometimes that stuff really works, and sometimes it will th- uh, thin out the blood or, or do other things. So you, uh, I've learned to take you know, a traditional medicine history, an herbal medicine history, uh, and people sometimes don't realize what can cause yeah, you really uh, have to be a detective of bleeding so a little bit so yeah i'm not kicking down doors or anything like that but uh <laughs> basically it's going to alleviate a lot of potential issues you know, like you say you're in the operating room all of a sudden you have a bleeding problem right you yeah. know and it's just yeah it's yeah, more annoying than anything else but yeah so but that's the thing is, is that's and that's i keep you know harping on it's important in my opinion to go to a board certified plastic surgeon uh, because we've been trained to one fix stuff if it makes a left turn, but then two is to try to evaluate the patient so that you're like, oh, you have that. Well, guess what? You know, get off the Advil for two weeks, then come back, etc. So you go ahead and hopefully will eliminate that before it becomes uh, a problem. Sure. Um, one of the things we were talking about too recently was um, fashion, kind of the fashion of plastic surgery. There's trends. A lot of it seems to be driven by social media, <clears throat> which is, you know, we're on social media. We're, sure. we're seeing the same things. What's your thoughts on that? Social media, plastic surgery. Um, yeah, I'm sure you get a lot of questions sure. clients have. Right. So, and this is, guys do two-hour lectures on this. What is beauty, right? And Subjective. Uh, yeah. Right. And so, and there's some really well-known plastic surgeons that tried to really distill that down as to ratios and measurements and interpupillary distances, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and there's some basic tenets uh, that you see from, you know, the Greek statues and Roman statues and modern day. And, you right. know, okay. And there's so, actually mathematical formulas. For there that. is. There's <laughs> the, you know, the, the magic ratio, the perfect, you know, the, right. the golden ratio and all that. So, yeah, there is some of that. Absolutely. hundred percent. And then again, with me, we go through the thirds of the face and then they break them down into more thirds and all that. So, but, so those are the kind of the overall, and we talk about the inverse triangles of the face and, and from the shoulders to the pelvis. Okay. So we, we talk about all of that. Those are kind of, kind of gross things. And then we talk about more refined stuff or more trendy stuff. For example, uh, back in the day, Brazil. So Brazil, obviously big um, into plastic surgery, Dr. P. Tangay, the late Dr. P. Tangay was a pioneer in facelifts, et cetera. Uh, and my favorite instrument to ask for in the operating room is just rolls off the tongue well. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I digress. So, but talking about Brazilians, they typically back in the day in the eighties and stuff, they the the women were basically flat chested with kind of you know big butts, and then uh, Baywatch showed up, and Which then have, Playboy affected a lot of folks. <laughs> started uh, started uh, uh, selling, and Pam Anderson, who's yeah, the, literally the the poster child for that, started showing up in uh, Brazil, and all of a sudden. The, uh, it changed, and so folks were getting breast augmentation down there, et cetera, et cetera. And we know this because of the sales of breast implant devices, uh, right. which is a hard number. You know, it's not yeah. like a made-up number. Yeah, so. they can track in the regions. A hundred percent. So having said that, so yes, is, some of those things will, ch- will change 
over time. Uh, when I very first started in practice here in Las Vegas, everybody wanted it to be Paris Hilton. Everybody wanted to be Nicole Richie. They wanted to be a size zero. We had gals that were size threes wanted to be size zeros. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Right. Okay? Yeah. And then the Kardashians showed up. Okay. And then everybody wanted an aircraft carrier and you're behind. <laughs> and it just, you know, astounds me. Again, when I was you know, back in the day, everybody was on the stairmaster trying to lose their butt, and now everybody's trying to it's actually. I mean, that's a great everything in, in a way. In that's a great thing because it's really, in some ways, more realistic depending on your body type. Right, and so well, and so, and I think through that, if something good can be taken about that, is is yeah, is is you know, Paris Hilton's beautiful, Kim Kardashian's beautiful. Exactly. Okay, they have different body types, but they're both really beautiful women. And so that I think is refreshing and everything else. So there's some girls that'll never, never get to a size zero. They're just not built that way. Right. Okay. And the same, the other and way with the people go to extremes, even having ribs move. Oh, the whole Crazy thing. stuff, right? That, so, that we've so, all seen on the TV show. So one is to embrace your body. And that's funny coming from a plastic surgeon, right? But where I come from is, is okay, let's go ahead and tweak some stuff and put things back where it used to be or enhance it a little bit, not get crazy. And my one of my favorite patients, I love my patients, but especially the ones that have had, you know, three kids and they just want to get things put back together where they used to be. And they do a thousand crunches, but they have the rectus muscles that moved apart. And so right. they're never going to go ahead and get flatter. And you do your thing and they have enough confidence to get back into the two piece and go ahead. And, and, and again, it's not for the kids and not for the husband. It's not for anybody, it's for them. And yeah. for me, that's really kind of cool. It's, it's the gal, the, and we talked about this, the Hollywood moment of the 16-year-old with ears that stick out. Right, and exactly. you yeah. and, they, and they don't want to play sports because they don't want to put their hair behind uh, their head in a ponytail. And um, you, you do one operation, and uh, you can really uh, adjust somebody's sales uh, with their confidence in their life. And it's the classic moment. And we've talked about this before, where you give them the mirror and they look and you take the uh, dressings off and they start crying and mom starts crying and all that stuff. So that's the kind of the big, you know, wild dramatic moment, but there's lots of little moments there too. Everything from Botox and filler, people feel better uh, about themselves, more confident. And that's really what it's all about. So trends, yes, trends will come and go. Big lips will come and go. Uh, big butts will come and go. I just went ahead and, and uh, saw on the, on one of these blogs that, oh, dark circle, circles under your eyes are in. I'm like, oh, well, I've been in for years then. <laughs> so Your circles aren't that bad. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, I got a tear truck you can drive a, drive a <laughs> truck through. But anyway, so, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, that'll, it's part, it's part of that'll come and are. go. Right. right. So, but having, but having said that is, is, is yes, we can make, we can make little twicks and uh, twists and little tweaks and I think help a bunch of folks. I would stay away from big uh, big movements in trends and everything else like that. And also, if you're going to go in for a trend, kind of make sure it's reversible. Right. And one of the things we, I mean, we've talked about that before, but one of the things was the Brazilian butt lift, which is very popular. It's like, it's a procedure you don't personally feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely a trend. Yeah. It still and, is, and I guess. Still, and still but, is. Right. Uh, well, a couple things with that particular, and again, we can do an hour on it. But basically, this is one, if you're going to go get that done, go to, again, a board-certified plastic surgeon that knows anatomy, knows what they're doing, has taken the class, et cetera, et cetera. Don't go into the back of a tile shop. That's been done here in Vegas. Don't right. go to a no-tell motel and have them put fix-a-flat in your butt, et cetera. This is your health. Uh, it's not worth it. And and, and I, I saw a meme, which I'm sure everybody's uh, seen, that, you know, three things not to skimp on. 
uh, is um, a sushi, condoms, and plastic surgery. Those are three things you really don't want to cut corners on. So That's a pretty good list. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. If anybody knows where the origin of that is, please let yeah. me know, and I'll give credit because I don't know. Yeah, it might have so. been Jack, your, your brother. Could be. Yeah, could um, be. He's witty like that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I mean, that, that, that topic is, I mean, actually sort of the essence of the show Botched, which we've talked about before, but like a lot of the people that they see are people that were, went to South America, they went to Mexico, they got sure. these procedures done, it's cheaper, but then they're paying right. a heavy price. Right. Now, there's yeah. lots of good, uh, uh, make disparaging con- uh, comments about plastic surgeons, uh, but basically, yeah, there are a lot of really good plastic surgeons in Mexico and in South America and Central, absolutely 100%. Um, and especially the Brazilians, like and we talked about, etc. Many of them trained in the States. Uh, there's, the, there's the Brazilian uh, American Conference, which is uh, Dr. Salsa's thing up in Salt Lake City, has been doing that for forever. Uh, that's great. And what we unfortunately see in the ERs here in Las Vegas and in some LA of, some of and stuff like that are the ones that aren't, like anywhere else, aren't board certified uh, guys and gals, and they come back with infections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's really not a lot of recourse uh, as far as, hey, can you help me? And, well, that's not, you're on your own, go to the ER. And so that, and that hurts me because somebody got hurt. Right. So... That's the that's the thing is is it's one thing if you, if you're going to go across the border and it's a little cheaper you're going to a board certified guy et cetera et cetera he's got he or she has you know a program all set up oh, okay that's different right. than somebody who again just you know makes a, a pop up plastic surgery clinic so <laughs> and I I'm, I can't believe that came out of my mouth uh, but yeah no that's that's yeah, not th- that's those not are words that really shouldn't go together <laughs> no yeah no absolutely right yeah I mean I think that's a great thing about. Um, you know, not only being in the United States, but being in Las Vegas, Beverly Hills, that there's amazing surgeons. We have Las Vegas plastic surgery, which is my personal favorite. Um, uh, I think, I mean, <laughs> and uh, but I mean, also too, you know, the board certified aspect is something that we've talked quite a bit about, but that's super important, right? Yeah. So, and we talked about uh, the qualifications and have, you know, what that little piece of paper means, how how hard it is to go ahead and get there and get through and and see so many things. And that's why the program's so darn long so that you can see how things present. And again, more importantly, uh, even before they're a problem, try to sniff out something that would potentially be a problem. Right, exactly. And I think also, too, I mean, something I like, because I've, I've actually attended now a couple of different surgeries with you, and, I mean, building your team um, and having a great team is, is an important aspect of what you do. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, just like any, uh, any physical activity, right, whether it's playing basketball or surgery or whatever it might be, it's a lot better when you have a great team around you. So, I mean, when you're, you know, when you're running ball, you're playing, playing ball, and you cut to the basket, and you know the guy's going to give you a bounce pass right where you want it and some exactly. layup, that's easy. As opposed to, you know, you cut through and the ball doesn't come or, or if it, you know, hits in the ear and you're just like, whoa, huh? So, it, yeah, ha- assembling a good team with, again, a board-certified anesthesiologist. So then that frees up my head so I don't have to, you know, listen for the beep, beep, beep. You I don't, don't have to I don't micromanage. Have to, right, and all that. And, and, some, and some guys do that, and they do a good job, et cetera. But for me, I like to concentrate on the task at hand. So that's why I have my board-certified um, anesthesiology friends that are there watching the patient the entire time and giving right. them the appropriate medicine, et cetera, et cetera. We have, where I am, a, a terrific team with a surgical assistant that's worked with me for a long time, uh, with a nurse that kind of knows my you know, personal fetishes and plastic surgeons, we have more of them than most right. surgeons, and I have yeah. plenty. Well, you have your, you uh, have your routine that well, gets you into your comfort zone, right? Right, and yeah. I just I just tell the nurses, just do it my way, and it's right. And so you don't 
fine. So they should have worried about sex. So yeah, that's that's how that that's how that rolls. Spoken like a true Philadelphia <laughs> trained uh, exactly. general exactly. general surgeon. So no, but I but there's a couple of things that I'm a little nutty about. And one is, uh, for example, position, uh, positioning the patient's arms. Um, I go ahead and make sure that they're in a certain position, and so that when they when we lift them up. Uh, on the table, that their arms don't go anywhere and they're well padded. I actually lock the door to my room. Again, I'm a little bit nuts. The nurses kind of tolerate me, um, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I send out a lot of checks. But basically, I close the door and I lock the door to my OR so people don't right. walk in and walk out because there's been a couple studies that the more times the door opens, the infection rate goes up. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, right. common sense. Yeah. And for me, you know, people say, oh, you're just doing breast dots. Well, for me, I've done heart valves. I've done total knees. I've done, what's the difference? You were going ahead and you put something. And if something it's your breast dog. Man-made, right. So yeah, and <laughs> so, at once, a thousand percent, right. Exactly. So, so yeah, so for me, it's, you know, uh, a foreign body that we're going to hit on purpose, medical device that we're putting in there. I want it to work and be as clean and everything else as I can. Because again, I say, well, how would I treat this if it was my wife or my cousin exactly. or, or something like that? And I, that, I use that as my litmus test in the office all the time. Because if I'm saying something different to the patient that I'm saying to my cousin or, and then, then I'm a charlatan. So right. in my head, so that's kind of how I, that's my litmus. That's and my that, check and that comes on myself. actually circles back to protecting the investment that the patients are making in you as a doctor and your sure. practice. Well, and, and the nice thing uh, about aesthetic surgery, plastic surgery is the patient's the boss. Uh, in as much as they're going to interview three guys uh, and gals and see who they like. And I think that's important. Again, much to the chagrin of my office manager. And I said, like, what are you doing? Uh, but I, but I, I said, well, let them see, you know, three folks. Because I think that they have to like the doc and they have to like the office staff. Yeah. You're it's, gonna a, be, it's a new relationship. Right, because you're yeah. going to be getting into that for at least a year as I look at it. Um, so I think that that's important. And, and some people like, you know, certain things. I'm more warm and fuzzy. Some people don't like that and that's okay. And so right. they can go to the, you know, the guy that's more like house and okay. So <laughs> that's, there's all sorts of different dogs like out there, uh, out there. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, he's, he would be an HR nightmare. That guy. Exactly. So can you imagine, <laughs> I, no, actually, actually I got trained by a couple guys I like know, him. So, come across but, few, but, but now, yeah, I, I can't, you can't get away with that stuff anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> How can uh, people find you online, social media? Sure. Oh, yeah. So we're all, all over the place. Uh, so our home base, if you will, is a website, uh, which you can find at www.jjrothmd.com. That's J-J-R-O-T-H-M-D.com. Uh, and then social media. We continue to increase our presence there on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, we have LinkedIn, TikTok. So I don't know. They, they, <laughs> more platform. Uh, MySpace. I think we have a MySpace. No, I don't know about MySpace. Back, at, back in the day. So Friendster. I'm not really Friendster. sure. So Reddit. Car no. Carrier Pigeon. Oh, so. Okay. Um, but anyway, so no, we're all over the place. So yeah, primarily uh, I, can, I think Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. don't you think? So uh, and yeah. also too, we would definitely encourage people to send us their questions. Absolutely. So yeah, so please, if you have questions, and we get questions, uh, and we get lots of questions, and we love them, and we actually respond to them. And, uh, and sometimes they're very challenging. And, and uh, I'm like, Oh, well, that's interesting. Let me go. Sometimes I don't know something. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Let me go ahead and figure that out. Let me let me call or email somebody who is the expert in that spot. Yeah, you're and always what? learning, right? I get to learn something. Yeah, no, you have to continue to learn. In medicine in general and plastic surgery in particular, I, I had a professor of mine I've mentioned him a few times, uh, Dr. Gil Gradinger, and um, he took me aside once and he had 40 years of plastic surgery experience and uh, up at USF. And he, he said, uh, Jeff, he says, if you get bored in plastic surgery, 
you're not reading enough. Mm-hmm. This is because guys and gals are pushing the envelope. It's constantly especially changing. Especially the microsurgery uh, reconstructive folks, especially the craniofacial folks. Uh, but even in the aesthetic space, there's always a new machine. There's always a new technique. There's always something new. And some of them are great and some of them not so much. Right. But you have to be on top of that and see kind of where things are going. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, always look, keep learning. I mean, that's that's definitely, I think that's just a key, key role in life, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I tell everybody in earshot of me, yeah, don't stop learning. Uh, education is portable uh, and they can't take it away from you. Exactly. Thank you everybody for joining us. And um, we have some fun guests coming up on our next episode. Absolutely. And one one more thing. Uh, Thank you very much to the uh, Sure microphone uh, people uh, that actually try to make me sound good. And that's, that's a tall order. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yes. And also to uh, Nigel in France, who is our post-production guy. Sure. We have a great team, Alex, our engineer. So we appreciate everybody. Absolutely. And And we're here at, uh, again, and Mark, uh, at Mark Chinook's The Space. And so we appreciate those guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. For further information, please visit the podcast website link for Dr. Jeffrey Roth. See you next time.